What's going on? What's going on? It's your brother Bashir Jones, man. Welcome to Bashir Speaks weekly podcast for inspiration and information. Much respect to my brother Watts, Connect HQ for producing the show. So thankful. Welcome back. Welcome back. I hope and pray that you and your family as well. Hope everything is good for you. Even if it's not good, I hope and pray that you are learning and growing whatever it is that you are going through. This show is so important to me because it gives me the opportunity to, to teach. And that's my, my joy. You know, right now I'm, 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 uh, I'm applying to get my PhD, applying to get my PhD. I'm really interested in, in being more of a professor, more teaching, and, um, and also more learning. Really important, man. But welcome back to Bashir Speaks. Really appreciate it. You know, I want to talk about something today. I'm reading this amazing book called With the Heart in Mind, With the Heart in Mind, uh, written by Mikhail Smith. And it talks about how knowledge, knowledge is not just a collection of data, connection of facts. Because if the knowledge that you have does not inspire someone, does not help guide someone, then it truly isn't knowledge. Truly isn't knowledge. I, I want to take a moment for a second. Um, it talks about in this book, amazing book, talk about emotional intelligence, which is a tool for change. And it says that, why do we consider emotional intelligence to be half of the prophetic intellect? And the answer lies in the word messenger. And even if you study uh, religious texts, you find these words called the prophet or rasul or apostle or these different wordings, which basically means, you know, someone who is bringing a message. And it says that God gives these messengers or brings certain people to bring messages and they have a divine responsibility to convey a message to humanity that brings about a key to salvation. Now, listen, let me tell you this. Now, listen, let me be clear. Bashir Speaks is not a religious podcast, okay? I am not here to, um, to, to remove you from your church or your mosque or your temple or your synagogue or any of those things. My job is just to be what Socrates said. Socrates said, I am to my student what the midwife is to the pregnant woman. Did the midwife pregnant the woman? Probably not. Did the midwife put the baby into the woman? Probably not. But what is the job of the midwife? The job of the midwife is to pull out what already exists within the mother to help pull out the baby. So Socrates said, I am to my student what the midwife is to the woman. So the teacher does not put things into the student. The teacher just help pulls out what's already in the student. Emotional intelligence. 
What is emotional intelligence? It is the ability to understand people beyond what they're saying out their mouth. Science shows that 85% of language is body language. As men, we, we really get this messed up. When you're dealing with women, or let, let's take it out of men and women. Let's take it from masculine energy has a tough time understanding feminine energy because we're too busy waiting to listen to what somebody is saying rather than paying attention to what they're saying when they close their mouth. People are always talking without talking. How many times have you walked into a room or somebody else has walked into a room and you automatically felt something? Didn't you feel it? How many times that you was about to go to that party and something told you, nah, don't go? Grandma, you, you introduce a new friend to grandma. Grandma said, mm-mm, I don't know about her. I don't know about him. Grandma, you don't know him. She's a good friend. He's a good friend. I don't know what it is. It's something about him. I don't know. And then you come back a month later, two months later. Grandma, guess what? What, baby? Remember that girl you were talking about? Yeah, what happened? Oh, I told How'd you know, Grandma? I don't know. I just felt it. Intuition. The heart is a real thing. Emotional intelligence is really living with the heart, understanding the heart. You know, you know how we talk about the mind? Some people think that when we talk about the mind that we're talking about the brain, but we're not. If you study this word, this, this mind, across the spectrum of religion, you will find that the mind is really always talking about the heart. The heart has the ability to think. Science shows that some of the neutrons that's in the brain is actually, some of them are in the heart. The heart speaks to you. The heart guides. The heart is the internal Siri. It guides you. You knew that you shouldn't have been messing with her. You knew you shouldn't have been messing with him. You knew it. Something told you that he was or that she was, but you didn't listen to it. And we all have been through that, haven't we? So the heart has the ability to think. It had the ability to guide you. I was in one of the jails and I was talking to some of the juveniles and I said, before you committed that crime, how many, how many of you that something told you not to do it? They all raised their hand. The heart guides. The heart is the seat of emotional intelligence. If you just pay attention, people will speak to you. They speak to you with their eyes. They speak to you with their body. They speak to you with their walk. We're not paying attention. We don't pay attention to one another. So just to get back to a religious perspective, whoever God has sent with a message, then surely he has also given them the ability to transmit that message in a way that people will understand. What does that mean? It means that you are not a messenger just because you got a message. You're not a mailman just dropping off, or a male woman just dropping off envelopes. What makes you the best of messengers is the ability to speak in the language that people can understand. 
or to understand the people that you are speaking to so that you are giving the message in a way that they can relate to it, that they can understand it, that they can feel it. So when a certain song come on, boy, you be like, whoo! You don't say, I see what you're saying. You say, I feel you. It's the heart. That's the emotional intelligence. You meet one of those young guys, he might be small, but you say, what? That boy, he got on the basketball court? That boy, he got a lot of what? Heart. You meet somebody who's just a, a reckless person who don't care about nothing and don't care about nobody else, what do you call them? Heartless. The heart is deep. We talk about the heart every day, but we really don't tap into its true beauty and its true functions. My question to you is, are you tapped in to your heart in the heart of humanity? Do you understand the language of the people that you're bringing the message to? If you go inside a doctor's office, and as soon as you walk in, the doctor will be like, oh, listen, take this medicine, that medicine. He'll be like, doctor, I didn't even tell you my symptoms yet. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm going through. How are you giving me medicine? It's like these, all these pharmaceutical commercials that's on. They walking a dog, they running, smiling, playing tennis. And underneath it, it says, if you take this medicine, you could die. <laughs> I came in for my right hand hurting, now my left hand hurt, my, my, my eyes don't hurt, my duck, bop, bop, bop. You right? They don't truly understand what the people are going through. The issue in our community, the issue amongst humanity, and I'm included in it, is that we are not connected with our hearts. And as a result of it, we don't know what the people need. You cannot be a leader. You cannot lead people, whether it's your family, your church, your mosque, your temple. You can't lead anyone if you don't touch their heart. If you don't touch their heart. If you look at society, you're going to think that black, brown, and poor white people are a bunch of animals, if you look at the what. But are you looking at the why? Why are they in this condition? I've heard people say, well, Bashir, because there's it's too many crabs in a bucket. But damn it, who created the bucket? Because I've seen crabs on beaches, and I'll never see them pulling each other when there's an ocean of opportunities. But if you put any of God's creatures into a bucket or to a constrained environment, they're going to do what they have to do to survive. It is a natural state of God's creation to survive. Everyone is going to choose life over death, even though we all want heaven. And you can't get there until you die physically. We recognize that we want the heaven that we got on earth, even though we're going through hell. Who created this bucket that the crabs are in? Crabs don't naturally be in buckets. Crabs are naturally on beaches. They're naturally in these places where there's an ocean of opportunities. So for all of my future leaders out there, my future elected officials, my future husbands, my future wives, my future whoever, begin to connect to your heart. Well, how do you do that, Bashir? There's certain things you can do. Number one, start being more quiet. Turn off the radio. Turn off the television. Turn off the social media. 
after the show. Turn it off and be silent. Be careful about what you're eating. Drink more water. Right? Be careful of how much meat you are consuming. Drink, eat more vegetables, eat more fruits. Spend time reading. Learn more about yourself. That is how you connect with the thing that's the closest to you, which is your heart. Be careful of being in a company of people who all they're doing is talking about other people. Be careful of that. Be careful of your circle of company. Because some of you are not in a circle, but you're in a cage. And your worst enemies are right next to you. Your worst enemies are the people who say they're your friends and they are betraying you every single day. So if you connect to your heart, your heart has the ability to connect to the unseen. To the unseen. Shit, what are you talking about right now? What do you mean by that? The heart can feel what the eyes can't see. So you can tell the type of person you're dealing with by how they make your heart feel. Connect to your heart. The brain can't understand God. If you want to teach the brain something, you have to teach it based upon what it already knows, what it already knows. So the brain don't know three times three is nine unless it knows one plus one is two. If the brain has never experienced Hawaii, in order to teach it about Hawaii, you have to teach it based upon what it has experienced. So what has it experienced? Oh, well, have you ever been to Florida? Yeah, okay, well, it's kind of like Florida. Oh, okay. If a brain has never experienced the taste of an orange or the look of an orange or the feel of an orange, but it, but it has experienced a tangerine, then you first have to teach it saying, Basically, have you ever ate a tangerine? Yeah. Okay, it's like a bigger, it's like a bigger tangerine. You teach people based upon where they are, but the heart is different. The heart can understand what it has never physically experienced. It's something spiritual about the heart. Connect to the heart. And if you connect to your heart and connect to the hearts of others, this is how we bring about, bring about a change. Thank you so much, man. Mikhail Smith, great book. With the Heart in Mind. It's a powerful, powerful book. I would urge you to take a look at it. Hey, listen, man. As we look at the wintertime, especially if you are in places like Cleveland, cold places, we have something called the winter blues. Why, why, why was me talking about the heart so important? Because you will be surprised how many people are dealing with depression during these times, especially with covid Omicron and Delta and whatever else that come about. There's a certain depression that comes about from having being stuck in the house, sometimes being stuck in the house with your abuser, sometimes stuck in the house with people that you don't even like. You've been living with them for 20 years, but you don't like them really. <laughs> they get on your nerves. They're hateful to you, verbal abuse, physical, emotional, spiritual abuse. So, it, so a certain depression could come about with snow, and especially if you're in Cleveland, cloudy days, a lack of vitamin D, right? You don't want to get outside and get no exercise in. This type of stuff brings about depression. Depression is a real thing. Listen, I want you to stop doing something for me. 
When people are going through things, stop telling them to just go and pray. Just, just, just go to church. Just go to the mosque. You'll be fine. No, stop doing that. Stop telling people who are going through things to just go pray. In the Bible, it says, faith without works is dead. Stop doing that. Stop doing that to people. It's unfair. You know, just because somebody is a preacher, a pastor, an imam, a reverend, a rabbi, don't mean that they make good therapists. It means that they've studied the religion in some cases, and they can speak about the religion. Maybe they can lead prayers or whatever the case may be. But it don't mean that they can help you through depression. Just because a guy is a good mechanic don't make him a great brain surgeon. Just because you fix my car don't mean I want you to remove the tumor from my brain. And for those who are dealing with that, may God, may God bless you and protect you during your times. My point is, is that we depend on people for things that they don't have the ability to achieve. They don't have the ability. So depression is a real thing. I mean, you turn on the news, you turn on social media, outside is what it looks like. Money may not be where you want it to be. The relationship is this, and this, and that, on and on and on. It creates a serious, serious, serious impact on your body. When my mother was passing away from breast cancer, one of the things that the doctor said was, stress kills. Yo, we stressed out, yo. We stressed out, man. We stressed out. I'm sorry. We stressed out. We stressed out, man. Like, some of us are walking around in the, in the, uh, what they say, the, the straw on the, 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 the straw on the camel's back, something like that. We done passed that straw. Then you wonder why you just say something to one person on the road and they just snap and they just shoot the whole car up. Or you, you fired him and, and he, you know what I'm saying, comes back and shoots the whole place up. Or you, that's because we lack emotional intelligence. If we connect to each other's hearts, we would know what people are going through. I can look at you and say, yo, something's not right. But we're not, we not looking at each other. We're not seeing one another. I'm not, I'm not, how you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, bye. We, we're asking the question to be cute and to be nice, but we don't really mean it. We don't really mean it. How you doing? I'm doing good. No, man, how you doing? Because I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't spoken to you in a while. Every time I see you, you look a certain way. Just because a person is smiling does not mean that they're happy. Paul Lawrence Dunbar, he has a poem called, We Wear the Mask. People are wearing masks. People are on the edge of destruction as a result of what they're dealing with in this society, at home, and in this world. You got to be gentle with people. You got to be gentle with people. That's why, man, as I'm dealing with people in this world, and people, man, they may argue with me or talk bad about me or whatever the case may be, I try my best to be gentle with them because you never know what people are dealing with. So what is depression? Because everyone still feels sad or low sometimes, and these feelings usually pass with time. But depression is different. Depression can cause severe, uh, severe, severe symptoms. It can affect the way that you feel. It can affect the way that you think. It can affect the way that you handle daily activities. 
such as sleeping or eating or working. Depression is an illness that can affect anyone. It can affect you regardless of your age, regardless of your faith, regardless of your culture, regardless of your gender or your education. And research suggests that genetic, biological, environmental, psychological factors play a part and a factor in depression and role in depression. You know, one of the first questions that your doctor asks you if they're a good doctor is tell me about your family medical history. Do, do you know that what your great-great-granddaddy was affected with, you can be affected with it too? Did you know that? Did you know that what affected your great-great-great-great-great-grandmother can affect you? That's why you got to talk. If, if your people die, when my mother passed away from cancer, my mother passed away from cancer, my grandmother passed away from cancer, my auntie passed away from cancer. So guess, what the, so guess what the doctor did, the first thing the doctor did? Test me for cancer to see if it was a part of what? My gene? Do I have any genes that cancer? So some of the things that we are dealing with, our daddy dealt with it, our grandfather dealt with it, our, and not just physical, right? Not just like alcoholism or, you know what I'm saying, or whatever, but also spiritual Spiritual struggles. Maybe your grandfather had an anger, an anger issue. How many times have your mother or your family member said, you know, you got an attitude just like your grandmama and them? Yeah, it can be passed down. As well as beautiful attributes can be passed down as well. So despite a person's income or culture or education, depression can affect them. And this is really important. So Number one, I am no doctor. I am not a person who, um, um, I'm not a person who can give clinical advice. What I can say is I'm a person who has been affected by depression. I'm a person who has experienced depression. I felt it. I experienced it. And even though I come out and I smile and I laugh, and I'm serving you to the best of my ability, and I'm doing for your family. I'm trying to help and fight for these groups, man, who are trying to get out of jail or fight for these people. You know? But I'm a human being, and I go through the same experiences you go through. And yes, I have experienced depression. I've experienced it. And if not careful, I can experience it again. You say, well, Bashir, what are some of the symptoms of depression? You say, I, I'm not depressed. I'm just having a bad day. Well, let me give you some of these, these symptoms and let's see if this is something that you've been affected with. A common symptom of depression include per persistent sadness, anxious or empty mood, feelings of hopelessness, feelings of pessimism. You ever met a person who ain't nothing right? You ever met a person who, no matter if it's sunny outside or it's cold, if they got a pocket full of money or broke, no matter what, they're not having a good day? You ever, have you ever felt irritability or frustration or restlessness? Feelings of guilt or worthlessness? Feeling like, you know what, why am I even in this world? Because, because as depression continues in your life, what ends up happening? You get to a point where you may think like, well, shit, man, I, 
Why should I even live? Suicide attempts? Be real with you, man. I've had thoughts myself. I've had thoughts. When my mother passed away, I had thoughts of committing suicide. It was something that came to my mind. I know you see me as this activist, this speaker, this person that's doing this and doing that, but I'm trying to tell you that the things that you experience as a human being, we all experience it. And anyone who says they doesn't, they are lying. Anyone who just tells you to go and read a book and go here and go there or take this or take that, they're lying. The first thing as leaders, as people of emotional intelligence should do is say, you know what? The pain that you feel, I have felt it or I am feeling it as well. Because the last thing that a person who's going through depression wants to hear is that they're the only one experiencing it. That's what makes it worse. I must be the only person dealing with this. I must be the only person going through this. Do you have decreased energy, fatigue, or being slowed down? Have you lost interest in hobbies or activities? Have you had a change of appetite or unplanned weight changes? Aches or pains, headaches, cramps, digestive problems without a clear physical cause that, did not, that, that, that does not give, uh, uh, do not ease even with treatment. These are all symptoms of depression. So anytime I do a show and we talk about topics, I always want to try to give you some solutions that I think will be beneficial. Number one, I want you to increase your exercise. We have to increase our exercise, whether it's a walk, we're going swimming, heading to the gym. Exercise can work as an antidepressant. For those who are dealing with depression at this moment, just get up and go walking. Go walk. Go to the park. While she is cold, well, get some lawn johns on. Is this, are they, are they, they call it lawn johns? Watch, is that what they call it? Lawn johns, man? Like, there's some, get some lawn johns on, man. Put something up under them jeans, right? Go take you a walk. Right? Bundle up. Oh, this jeans, the jeans too skinny. Okay, that's what. Put some baggy jeans on <laughs> and put something up under them and go take you a walk. Go take a walk, okay? This is extremely important. Number two, I want you to check your vitamin D levels. Even your children, I want you to find foods, find vitamins that provides vitamin D. For us that are in places like Cleveland where it's kind of gloomy and the sun is not out, that affects the mood. You ain't never heard of Northern hospitality, have you? No. You've heard of Southern hospitality, but we ain't never heard of Northern hospitality. Because when it's cold, we don't want to talk. I tell my children in the car, I say, listen, you better ask me any question you need to ask me right now. Because watch, as soon as I get out of this car, I don't want to talk until I get into the house. If you even talk to me, I'm going to be aggravated, okay? Don't say a word to me while I'm walking from the car into the house. Now, of course, they're kids, and what do they do? They want to talk. But guess what? I fulfill my word, and I don't say anything, okay, until I get inside. And then when I get inside, I say to them, didn't I tell you don't talk to me? When people are walking in Cleveland, we don't even want to talk to each other. Ain't no dialogue. Went out to Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta for, for some years, graduated from Morehouse College. And, boy, you walk around, people really do wave at you. In Cleveland, we don't be waving at each other. Hey, how you doing? What? What's, what you talking about what I'm doing? What you trying to do? Go to the drive-thru, they just throw your food into the car. Boom. Don't you ask for no ketchup or nothing. They're going to act like you, they own the ketchup. You ain't getting no ketchup. Because it's cold. When it's cold, you're just trying to get to your destination. 
right? So I want you to increase your vitamin D. Next thing is get some light therapy, right? Daylight. Daylight is important. Even though it's, it's cloudy, the sun is still shining through. But there's also like lamps that, sim uh, that, that simulate natural light. Those things can also help. The next thing is, how is your diet? If you're feeling depressed, how's your diet? I tell my students, you, you mad because you, you ate hot Cheetos for breakfast. That's why you mad. That's why you got the bubble guts. How are you eating hot Cheetos and purple flavored drink for breakfast? Okay? Drink you some water. Complex carbohydrates such as whole grains can boost your energy. Fruit and veggies of, of deep green or orange like broccoli, kale, and carrots. They have, they have natural nutrients that will better your mood and better your health. I know we all like them snacks. I know we love some snacks. But get some green into your life. All right? Get some, and I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about vegetables. Next thing is, I want you to, 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 to stimulate your senses. When the last time you went and got your nails done, hair done, everything did? When the last time you did that? When the last time you just went and got you a nice haircut, got, you, got your feet massaged? When the last time you took care of yourself? You're going out there, you're grinding, you're working hard, right? You're doing for everybody else. When was the last time you did for yourself? And I'm not just talking to women right now. I'm talking to men too, because we don't go take care of ourselves. We don't go, man. We don't go get our feet massaged. We don't go, we don't go and do these type of things. Oh, you get your massage. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. As men, we can't be walking around with crusty feet, man. It's important that we have smooth, you know, feet. Feet? Feet will tell you a lot about your health. Yeah. I know sometimes you be laughing at people walking around with no shoes on. But you know, sir, you, you, you've heard of uh, acupuncture, right? Or you've heard of, um, what's that therapy called, Watts, when, when, when the feet get bunked with feet? Acupuncture, right? Flexo reflexology, right? And certain parts of the foot is connected to certain organs. So you're looking at people in Africa or India or wherever, you're like, look at them walking around with no shoes on. No, they are in a better health position than we are because the rocks and the ground and the earth is hitting certain points of today's feet and it, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it does something to the organs. We walk on concrete all day, walk with our shoes. We haven't been grounded in a long time. We'll talk about that on another show. All right, so, and even your house. Some of us walk into our homes and it looked like a, 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 a psychiatric ward. Google what colors stimulate the senses because certain colors make you feel a certain type of way, right? Really important. The next thing is I want you to nurture your spirit. Nurture your spirit. Slow down. <sighs> breathe in, breathe out. Take a moment. Sit in a chair, read a nice book, and it will begin to affect that. Lastly, or couple two, go to a sunnier, if all that don't work, if you can't change your environment, baby, change your environment. Right now they got flights to Florida for $50. Get on a flight, go down to some sunny weather, and let that sun kiss that beautiful skin. And lastly, lastly, if all these things that you have done is still not assisting you, and even if it is assisting you, one of the things that we don't like to do, because we don't like nobody to know our business, we always say that, don't we, Wise? I don't want nobody to know my business, even though everybody do. You put all your business on, on social media. Somebody was on Facebook talking about something. 
I'm walking down Superior right now. Don't you know people watching your social media and they know I'm cooking green? Nope, nobody care that you cooking green. But we want to tell everybody our business. We don't want to sit down with a therapist. Therapist is important. Very important. So, in my closing, if we move with more emotional intelligence, we connect to each other's hearts, if we do that, we will find that the heart and the unspoken actually speaks more than the words that come out of people's mouths. Don't live in a household where the men or the women and the children don't feel comfortable in talking about how they feel. As men, do not make your sons feel that they cannot talk to you about how they feel. Because we live in a society where children are being sexually molested and they are afraid to talk to their parents because they are afraid of what their parents might do or how their parents might make them feel. Many of us are suffering silently. Stop suffering silently and know that you're not the only one. May God bless you, protect you, strengthen you, and give you the best of this life, the best of the life to come, and to save us from the hellfire of envy and jealousy on this planet, the hellfire of what's to come. Hey, man, you have been tuned in to Bashir Speaks. Much respect to Connect HQ. My man, watch. Watch, just say what's up, man. Yes, yes, that's him right there. That's my producer right there, man. I appreciate it. Stephanie, thank you so much. Thank you for your work. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Hey, we're going to be looking for sponsors for the show. If you would like to have your business on our show, you shoot us an email, okay? The email is going to come up right after the show ends. You send us an email. Or maybe you have some topics that you would like us to touch on, all right? Email us some topics. Email me some questions and I can answer on the show. We're going to be having some guests on the show as well, all right? So if you'd like to be a sponsor, shoot me an email. If you have some thoughts, shoot me an email. If you'd like to be on the show, shoot me an email. If you want to just tell me how you felt about the show, shoot me an email. We're going to be reading those emails online, on air. I love you all. May God bless you, protect you, and strengthen you. Welcome to Bashir Speaks. Peace. Tell me what you see when you look at me. Is it something that you hate? Or something that you want to be? Help me understand how you can be so mad.